Family from the Heart podcast episode number 332. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Stephanie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Actually, my throat hurts, but other than that, I'm well. You're going to be able to make it through the episode? I'm going to do my best. All right. Fair enough. So this week's episode is going to be very interesting because pretty much we're going to focus on questions that have been submitted by folks from our community. How's that? That's pretty cool. Something we wanted to do and uh, we're very grateful to Bethany, who is the only person listening who submitted a question via email to okay. feedback at gspn.tv. Very good. However, knowing that uh, we, we needed some more questions, more than just one question, I posted a little post on Facebook yesterday and asked people to use the comment section of that post to ask some questions. And there's plenty of uh, really interesting questions that I think we'll get into today. But before we do that, is there anything on your mind bef- uh, that, that you want to share that's been going on this past week? I have no idea. I don't even remember most of the week. All right. you. We did see a movie called Aloha. We did watch Aloha. That was um, a slow-moving, eccentric storyline. Would you? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it it took a while to piece all the... um, It was like this big puzzle, and it took a while to put all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. But once you did... I really enjoyed it. I ended up enjoying the movie. I really enjoyed it. I like... Emma Stone. Yes. And Bradley I like Cooper. I like Bradley Cooper and honestly it was only those two actors that made that movie work. Well, Rachel McAdams. Okay. Is is good and She's good. um But I'm I'm just saying uh, John what's his name who who played her husband um I can't think of his last name right now. I like I know it. Right. It's in there, but anyway. I'm just saying though that the acting is what made this. The story yeah. was the story was weird. The story was off and it was, and a it little was, cheesy. Okay, but they pulled it off in the end. Like they made it all work together. But it was had it been any other actors, it would have been a terrible movie. That's exactly what I'm saying. Had it been yeah, had they had any other cast, it would have been a had terrible. Had it movie. been any other cast, I probably would have stopped watching about 15 or 20 minutes in. Right guaranteed yeah i would have finished just because i have that once i start something i gotta finish it well the thing is is if it wasn't them you would have never started this movie true because what drew you in was the cast well yes yeah yeah all right fair enough anyway so would you it's available on amazon for i think rent yeah we rented it for <laughs> what are you doing over there well i'm trying to pull up the periscope and um i Apparently can't type GSPN. So. Okay. Anyway. Um, would you recommend this as it, for, for other folks to rent? I would. Okay. I would I too. Would, I would. I, I, if you are a fan of Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone, I would recommend this movie as one to right. to watch. It is a little slow mo- moving. It is slow moving. But it is it was worth it. I Overall, I'm glad that we spent the time and we watched the movie together. 
Cool. She now has her periscope up. If I anybody do. wants, oh, to... you can totally tell I'm wearing my pajamas. Awesome. <laughs> yes, you can. And you know what? I don't care. I didn't think that you would. I'm working for my pajamas today. That's right. All right. So benefit from working at um to working from home. Yes. Anyway, health and fitness. Anything? Well, you know what? Let's forget about that because some of that stuff could come Let's up. Let's forget about that. No. You're right. Let's absolutely forget about that. No, I mean it could come up in the questions here. So we're since the first question that we received was from Bethany, and by the way, it's it, I'm pretty sure all of these hearts are for working in my pajamas. Yes, I think so. <laughs> because they just keep popping up. Anyway, they keep popping up. Yeah. All right. So Bethany, which by the way, this is not Bethany Blanton. So this will be because, the only question that I haven't seen because yes. I was tagged in the Facebook post, so I've seen all the others. That's correct. So Bethany wrote this and she says, which gave me time to prepare my answers. Go ahead. Good. I'm so glad she said, and she wrote. She wrote, what advice would you give to someone who desires to be physically active most days of the week, like you guys, but hasn't found the motivation to stick to it? How did you guys make the decision to make physical activity a part of your lifestyle? I'm having trouble getting started. I'd appreciate any thoughts or advice you might have. Thanks. Actually, I have seen that question. Maybe you forwarded it to me. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I recognize the... Anyway. Okay. Um, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm asking you first. Oh, you're asking me first? Yeah. Um, where do you find the motivation? What got where, you started? I'm just stubborn. And what got me started was just saying I was going to do it. Like, no exceptions. This is what I'm going to do. Um, Obviously, today I'm still in my pajamas, and I'm okay with that. That's it's a decision that I've made, and and I will um, I'll work out later. Whereas I have been working out at like eight thirty in the morning, nine o'clock, and um. But what was I? I just decided that I wanted it. Okay. it it's a part of my life that I want. I want to be physically active and healthy, and I. I lead a very busy on the go life. And so that has to be intentional. And so I just, then that doesn't mean that I don't still struggle. There are days where like today I was, I'm tired. Um, I'm not going to survive puberty with another daughter. It, it's, it will be the end of me. Um, so I have approximately three years left to live. I, understand this i just don't roll your eyes at me you you, she doesn't deal with you the way she deals with me okay anyway so um so this morning got a little got off to to you know a different start and and i took the time to adjust but um i'm not making any sense okay my brain is like aloha it's one big puzzle that hasn't been put together yet all right well, for me, what advice would I give uh, f- for somebody who desires to be physically active? And and the first thing that I would say is ask yourself why. Why do you desire this? Right. Well, and you have to want it for you. Like Megan and I were talking last night about how, um, actually, I was telling her a story about when um, we were dating and you did the newspaper route. And I would, um, I was on spring break and I did it with you and you picked me up at like two in the morning and we went and picked up your newspaper anyway. And so the whole point of the story was that, um, 
when we finished delivering your papers at six in the morning, we'd stop at a gas station to wash our hands because they're black from from rolling newspapers. And I would get a chocolate eclair donut and a chocolate milk like every day for a week. And I said, that's probably why I gained like 80 pounds from the time I met your dad until the end of our first year. So like in two years, I think I gained 80 pounds um, because I just ate everything that I, I ate all the time. I ate with you. I ate by myself. I Whatever was in front of me, I ate and um, was telling her that now what I'm doing now, eating right and, and working out, and this is for me. This isn't for anyone else. This It has to be for me. Right. I can't want it for, you know, people say, well, I want to do this for my kids because I want to be here for my kids. Well, that's great. That's part of, but that's for me. That That's not for them. That's for me. Right. So anyway. Okay. I'm cool. in a rambly mood. You're going to have to deal. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So obviously, so one of the reasons why is is that I want to do it for me. And and I think it's important to, to ask yourself. I mean, and one of the reasons why you might want to do it for yourself is so that you can be around for your kids. So you can be, I've heard people say, so that I can be active and I can play with my kids and, and stuff like that. So the, you, you have to have good reasons for it. Um, for me, what happened was I just knew that I was starting to have more medical symptoms that were very scary. Uh, we're talking chest pains. Um, we're talking like like pains in my kidney area and just other stuff and numbness in my limbs from time to time. And I just noticed that, you know, I'm starting to come down with lots of symptoms. Why are you so smiley over there? I'm just laughing at the time that for like three days, you're like, my face is numb. I might be having a stroke. Well, for three days, you should, you know, maybe you should have done something about it on day one, not on day five. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I, I was I was having a lot the of internet. <laughs> symptoms associated with diabetes right. and just all kinds of other things. And just... I had lots of medical conditions that or uh, symptoms that were definitely a sign that something needs to change in my body. I, I honestly believe this time around that I had allowed myself to get to a place where if I didn't change my lifestyle, I, I may not have made it past five or ten more years. And if I did, they would not be good years after that. Because it, it, it just, I was on a path towards total physical breakdown in my body. And, and I rec- recognize that. For me also, I will tell you that I had in the past uh, done, had medical, um, mo- medically motivated reasons for getting started. I, this is back in 2009. I, w- I weighed 272 pounds at the time and dropped a total of 60 pounds. And at that time, um, things were going great. But the problem is, is that once I got sick and and other, for whatever reason, I got out of doing that. And then over the years, I've gone way back up. And then I've always had these up and downs, up and downs, up and downs. But if you want to know what truly motivated me this time, I'm not going to go into this here in this episode, but I will encourage you to listen to episode number 583 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. And I think it's titled, The Day I Decided to Start Living, is the title of the episode. And you can get directly to that episode, because it's it's several episodes back. You can go to gspn.tv slash start here, 
And I recorded that on November 14th. And on November 14th, 2014, I weighed 268 pounds. Today, I weighed in at 219 pounds. And that's 10 months later, just over 10 months later. So I've been very consistent with what I said I was going to do in episode 583. And my motivation for doing it today is the same motivation I had in that episode. And so, uh, Bethany, I would encourage you to go and listen to episode 583, and I would encourage you to come up with a reason of why you must do this. I I had another person on Twitter say, Cliff, you know, I've I've been watching your journey, and I'm thinking about getting back into it. I used to do it years ago, and I said, well, why did you stop? And they said, yeah, they gave some reasons, and I said, well, if you were to start again, what would you do? And he, he had some answers, and I said, well, and what 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 would be a big enough reason for you to start today? And those are the things you need to ask yourself. So many people say, well, I just feel guilty because I'm not doing it. That's not a reason to do it. You can't do that. You can't do it because you feel guilty. You got to have a positive, in, inspirational, motivational force that's moving you forward each day to do it. Now, I can tell you, I you know what? I did say that the motivation today is is the same as it was in episode 583, and that's not fully true. There are additional things, motivations uh, for what I what I'm doing now. For example, one of the things that I've seen over the past 10 months is how much share, my sharing my journey has inspired and motivated others to take their health and fitness to the next level. And now I'm not only motivated for doing it for myself, which was the start, but I am also motivated to do it uh, to inspire others. What does that say there? Um, it says, I exercise so I don't lose my mobility like my mom. Okay. I missed the last half, but it was from Carol. Okay. So, absolutely. So, knowing why I think is the big thing, Bethany, and and I would just encourage you to listen to episodes. To be honest with yourself. Yeah. I, I have found a lot of times, I'll, well, I'm doing it. Because I wanted, and then I'll be driving in the car because I spend a lot of time driving, and um, I'll be like, no, I, I really that that really doesn't have yeah much to do with it at all. I would encourage you. One of the things that you'll find from episode five eighty three is that number one, I made a big, huge, bold commitment. All right, and so that was one thing that I made a big, huge, bold commitment. And I made it to myself and I shared it with other people. Another thing that I find important in the early stages was having somebody to report to. Uh, somebody that I cared about what they felt about, you know, that, that I didn't want to let them down. I wanted to report to them um, what my progress was. No, and, you finally found someone that you didn't want to disappoint. Yeah. I think those were the words that and you he, said when we talked about it. Exactly. And he mentored me by giving me insights and information that could help me in my journey. But more than anything, he wanted me to check in and say, hey, how are you doing? I, I also want to stress to you that everybody could be different here. But one thing that's important for me is that I know for a fact, having an, having a workout partner does not and has never worked for me. All right. And I know I'll be in the workout room doing my thing. And then this person will come in and they'll get on the treadmill and it starts squeaking. And then I'm totally out of my head and I'm totally out of my game. And I struggle through the rest of my workout. Yeah, that's not what I was talking about. (laughs) 
What I'm talking about is that idea is you that can't be dependent on someone else. That's exactly because it. that can I, I've done that in the past. And then, you know, you get that phone call. They're sick or their kids sick or something's come up and they're oh, well, if they're not going to be there, then do I really need it really has to be about you for you, for your reasons, for your real reasons, not your fake reasons that you tell everybody else, but for the digging down the truth inside of what you want and who you want to be for you. Exactly. And and. That's that's exactly it. You know, having somebody because here's the deal. There will be times when they don't show up. And just like you said, if your motivation at all is tied to somebody else doing it with you, you're setting up for failure. Yeah. Even if they're as committed as you are, the reality is, is that you got your schedule and they have their schedule and your schedule is going to get mixed up. Sometimes I have plans to work out in the morning, but my schedule. Oh, you know what? I need to change this. I'm working out this evening. I don't want to have to schedule and say, let's work out tonight instead. I wish I could find a comfortable position to sit in. Because if I'm actually committed to working out with someone right. and they can't do it, it, it totally messes me up. Now, exception. I, there is one exception to say, this. Go ahead, share your exception. Hiring a personal trainer has been the single best investment that I have made into my fitness and health. All right. It is, it is actually, I would say it's actually just as important, if not more important than any health insurance premiums that I've paid. Having a personal trainer at the, that I meet at the gym, actually now three times a week, Stephanie and I both, and we've explained it's not inexpensive. It's $300 a month for each of us to be able to have this, this uh, person that trains us how to lift weights properly and how to build muscle and and, and how to work out. So that having that has kept us going. And f- especially for you, Stephanie, when it hasn't, when it wasn't daily for you, at least it was those three times a week. Right. Because you had, number one, put out the money that, you know, I'm paying well, for Well, and this, I had an appointment. And you had an appointment. I had an appointment. It was, and which I said like two or three weeks ago. You know, when, when was the best time for me to work? Well, when it's on my calendar. Yep. And, um, and so I, I had an appointment. It's, it's on the calendar. So that's where I'm going to be at that time. And I've gotten to a place where I don't do a lot of things in, okay. My personal assessment would be that I don't do a lot of things in my life that are selfish, but putting my physical activity above everything else Mm -hmm. is something that I do that's selfish for myself. You know, Thursday, um, last Thursday, Megan had her wisdom teeth out. She's in upstairs in pain, drugged up. And I'm like, baby, dad and I are going to the gym. We'll be back later. You know, just go to sleep. We'll see you when we get home. Right. Um, it's, it's one, it's one thing in my life that has become, and which has been in the past. So I know that I can do it. I know that it's Okay. And I, I put that above other things, yep. you know? Somebody I, just wrote in the chat room, self-care is not selfish. <laughs> Tell that to a mom of three. <laughs> We're working on that. All right. Um, Jonathan asks, is building muscle more important than burning fat? And I think it's equally important. I, I do think it's equally important. Uh, it's, well, it depends on how fat you are. It's important, you know, by the way, I'm, let me just say this disclaimer here. I am not medically trained as a fitness instructor. 
Um, I am an enthusiast who is going through a massive lifestyle change and I am addicted to health and fitness, but my knowledge of such is just based upon my own experiences. So keep that in mind. But what I can tell you is what I've heard is it's important for people to have some fat within their body and to even, uh, but if you are obese or consider your, you know, your BMI, you're significantly overweight, then I will tell you that it is important to lose fat. It is important for you to lose fat because fat is causing all kinds of uh, issues with your organs. It's causing, you know, issues with your joints. Uh, it's it's causing issues with your flexibility and just your overall fitness. And it, it, so having too much fat is not a healthy thing to do. And it is important to get rid of excess fat that's weighing you down. It is extremely important to do. Um, now, there are a lot of people, and this is one of the things that I did back when I lost weight the first time, and that was I lost all fat, I, I, but I did not build muscle. Right. Maybe I did a little bit of muscle in my, in my legs because I was walking every day, but if you're doing cardio and aerobic exercise and that's all you're doing, you're going to burn a lot of fat, but chances are you're also going to burn a lot of muscle. And I, I totally agree with what Stephanie says. I believe it's equally important to build muscle. And what convinced me of this was um, the book Younger Next Year, which I talk about in episode 583 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. And this book talks about why it's important for us to build our muscle mass. Number one, muscle burns fat. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the more muscle you have in your body, the higher your mena- metabolism is. But not only that, but for and now this book was written towards men. There's actually younger next year for women. But one of the things that I noticed, uh, being 42 years old, I have people who I know who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And older men, you and actually just older people in general, you hear about you know so and so is in the hospital. She fell and broke her hip, or he fell and broke his hip. And you hear this all the time associated with people who are in their older ages. Well, there. Are, if you go to the gym early in the morning when everybody else is it working. It is my favorite time to be there. I am not kidding you. Go ahead, finish your story. There, if you go to the gym on a Tuesday morning at any time in the morning when everybody else is. Go at 8.30. Go at 8.30 in the morning. And what you're going to find is you're going to find some people who are in their 70s and 80s. And they're in there playing racquetball. And I guarantee you, if you brought your racket, they would whip you no matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. Even in their 70s because they are fit and tone. And the, and what makes the difference between the 70-year-old guy who the wind is going to blow him away off his walker and break his hip and the guy who is 70 years old slalling down the triple diamond uh, ski, you know, ski lopes, uh, slopes, uh, the difference between those two guys is their muscle. Yep. And it, and your, and your balance is dependent upon your muscle and everything else. So it's just absolutely essential. And talk about balance. Think about, Stephanie, explain to them what it was like for our initial fitness assessment when we went in for personal training. I don't even think I, 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 I'm fairly certain I fell over. I did. (laughs) Well, here's, I have terrible balance anyway. Um, I still, after 
seven months of of um weight training and and building muscle i still have terrible balance um as evident by the sprained ankle that i had over the summer um but it's better my balance is better now than it was yeah there in february like anything that you did before you had anything that required good balance like lunges and stuff I like still that. struggle with lunges you, you, but I, you but before I, you always had to hold something to kind of steady you now there are still some things like one legged cer- certain exercises actually, I, I did do those one legged squats without holding on that's what I'm saying you, you've been able to Two do a lot ago. of things today without holding on to anything that you couldn't do before it's getting it's getting a lot better um box steps is something I can do without holding on anymore um because I'd always, whenever I would pull myself up, I'd I'd fall over. Um, but um, so I'm still working on the balance. Hopefully, by the time I'm you know 65, 70, I'll be able to stand up on two feet. Yeah. More hopefully one foot. All I'll, right. I'll be able to stand on one leg. Um. I forgot what I was gonna say. It's gone. But building muscles important. Building muscles incredibly and, important. And if you're overweight. Or in our, in my case, still even as much as I've lost now, I'm still can I'm still obese, right? You know, um, and so for oh, I me, think I finally made it to overweight. Yeah, you finally <laughs> are in the overweight category now. Um, but anyway, the the thing is, is that they're equally important. So I would encourage you talk to your doctor and and ask for their advice. But I would I would assure you that um, building muscle is important, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be on the front cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine, although... Nor do I have a desire to be. You know, I, I do have a little uh, goal of being on the front cover of Men's Health at one day in the future. Not Muscle and Fitness, but right. Men's Health. Okay. I, I, I We're talking 10 years. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that I'm going to be look I like know. the Hulk Hogan. I'm just, I, I'm just, I know. Men's Health gotcha. has guys who are normal, but but strong and healthy and... And I, I want to be a cover story on men's health one day. And I, I just told um I just told Joe on Tuesday, um, I have an idea in my mind of what I want my body to look like. And when I see that, I'll be like, okay, I want to maintain this. Yeah. That's another thing going back to Bethany's question. And I think it's important for us to see ourselves as we want to be. Right. And have that picture. First of all. I think that's one thing that really tripped me up the first time. Um, I, th- I th- the, the, the really hard mental block getting me restarted is that I've done this before. Yep. And I let it go. And that really stopped me from moving forward. Um, I did it differently. It was all fat loss. I know that I didn't gain any muscle in that. Um but I had lost 72 pounds. But when I looked in the mirror after having lost 72 pounds, I still just saw the same fat girl that I was for the last 15 years. Yep. You know, I never visually pictured myself as what I wanted to be. That's, that's definitely something that's different now. I know what I want to look like. Yep. And I can see that appearing as I look in the mirror, rather than just looking in the mirror and still seeing the fat person that I was. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. And and I think it's important. Well, it's one of the reasons why I subscribe to Men's Health, Men's Fitness, and Muscle, Muscle and Fitness Magazine. 
and I get those delivered every month to our home. And I will be honest, sometimes I feel a little bit guilty because I haven't got in and read all, you know, a ton of articles in these magazines, but it's just the, the actual cover photos are an inspiration and a motivation for me to say, you know what? I am moving towards looking more like that than what I used to look like. And another suggestion Sorry. for anybody Filt- out there. Filtered thought that I'm not sharing. That's good. So another thing that I would recommend is, especially for those of you who are just starting, is to take before photos. And it's a little bit, what's a little bit demotivating, but it's just a reality. For those of you who maybe started four or five months ago, but you never thought to take before photos. Mm-hmm. And there, I, will, I, I, I will admit to you, there was, a, there was one time where I had gotten started and I started to see some success and I'm like, oh, I, didn't take, I didn't take any photos of when I was this big. And I, it's like, I, there is a temptation to say, you know what, I'm gonna go back to that, <laughs> get some pictures. I, I know that's silly, I, not this time. That's this stupid. Was, it, it's very stupid. <laughs> it's not even silly, that's stupid. I, I'm just I'm just saying there's going to be some folks who say, well, I don't I don't have those. I wish I had pictures that showed me at the biggest that I was. Now, here's my fun thing. I have I have a, a before picture from when I was at my biggest weight and I have a picture where I had. I think it was 50 something pounds, I think might have been that milestone where I was taking the after picture. Um and then now, which would have no muscle definition, which yep. would have no muscle definition. So what I want to do now is I want to take that before and after and then the before and after that I have, which I don't have an after yet because I haven't taken those yet um, because I'm not where I, I'd like to take the after when I'm at the same weight as I was in the first after. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And compare the two bodies. That was cool. That'd be cool. So I so here's what I'm saying is that if you've if you're just starting or even if you've been doing it for a while and you haven't done it yet, but you still have a while to reach your goal, I want you to I want to encourage you create some before photos. Um, and what I would recommend that do a couple uh, from the front, from the sides. Uh, if you were like me and you had limited uh, flexibility, I would show a picture of how far down you can reach towards your toes. Uh, do those photos. I would do it with clothes on and then I would do it if, you know, with either a bathing suit or if you're a guy with, without a shirt on, have shorts and without a shirt on. Um, so take those photos. I'm not saying you have to share them with anybody, but take those photos so that you have them. And then when you are progressing forward, now for me, I've been very public and I've shared a lot of photos. I have not shared my before photos of me without my shirt on. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will say the word yet because I do plan to do so at the end of one year. So on November 14th, wherever I'm at, um, I plan on showing a before and after one year photo for the very first time before and after of me without my shirt on. And I'm, I can't wait to reveal the difference. And, and it's not like I'm, you know, I've got a washboard stomach. I still have, a, right. I still have a long way to go. But one thing I can tell you is that I see myself without my shirt on in the mirror every morning and I see more of that guy in the future that I had been dreaming of being physically than I have of that guy in the past. And another thing that it's kind of cool, I've been able to take the, I've been taking 
post-workout selfies every single day. I'd encourage you guys to consider doing that as well. Not necessarily that you have to post them online like I do, but just to have them to see that progression of of where you've been and where you've or, you know and where you've gone through your journey. Anyway, so just some mm-hmm. thoughts there. All right, but uh, Bethany, I certainly recommend that you talk to a doctor and get some advice. What? Hot in here. Look how red my face is. And uh, distracted by myself, find somebody that you can report to and that you care that cares about you and that you care about, you know, living up to your commitment to that person. Not necessarily that they'll be your workout partner. And I would encourage you to consider, is it possible for me to pay to meet a personal trainer? The fact that they're paid their job, Mm -hmm. their career is to be at the gym for you. Right. Consistently without fail. They are there. And you're paying lots of money for them to do it. And just so you know, just an idea, Stephanie and I pay $280 each. On top of our gym fee. On top of our gym fee. So which is about 100 bucks a month. But mm-hmm. that's for the whole family. That's for the whole family. Right. Yeah. All right. So DG has some questions here. He says, I would love to know what you all do to support each other when it comes to rest. Cliff sleeps in the guest room. <laughs> so that I can get rest. I don't know. What do we do to? I, I don't know. I th- I think here's the thing. I think that in our family, this is something that the five of us, which I guess has to start from you and I, we're very good at knowing when someone needs space. Yes. And maybe we're more selfish than I think we are because we take that space. I don't think it's selfish. But, okay. I know, I. but some people would call it selfish. I don't care I what those some people are. I know, I forgot my water. It's so hot in here. Would you like to drink my water? No. Okay. I'd probably spill it all over myself. Um. We all five need to be away from, we, we all need to disconnect and, and to go to our own corners and regroup and just unplug from... Everything and everyone. I, Megan went through it this summer. Um, school got out and she's like, I really don't want to interact with anyone. I just want to be here and, and I want to kind of be away from the drama and and outside of some of those, you know, there are like three relationships that I want to invest in over the summer. But other than that, everything else can wait until I go back in August. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think that I think that, that having that understanding is probably how we support each other. Yeah, I think so. We, we allow each other to have our personal space. I mean, you spend a lot of time in a corner reading. And I, um, I spend a lot of time, you know, working out and being on my own and stuff like that. And so we, we just, we know when we, we allow each other, we allow ourselves to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. in, in that way. All right. Um, he says here, how do you help each other be better parents? Um, well, Stephanie is already an excellent parent, so there's not much help she needs. Uh, That's not true. <laughs> I screw up all the time, but thank you. Uh, as far as me, um, we'll get to that. There's another question okay. later. So anyway, how do y'all handle disagreements when your tri- children are present? This is a tricky one because my first response would say, would be to say our kids don't see us fight very often, okay. which is true because we don't fight very often. Okay. So then when we do disagree and I lose control of my filter and I shout things out that are inappropriate for our kids to hear, 
I just kind of chalk that one up to, oh, I screwed up and I need to apologize to everybody. Yeah. And then occasionally our kids, you know, two <laughs> or three months later feel like they can say the same things when they lose their control. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second. No, you're not mom and you don't have the authority or the, the, um, you don't have the, the flexibility to speak to me that way. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, but I mean, we don't argue very often. We, I mean, we do, but we have disagreements. We do. We disagree about a lot of things. But I think the interesting thing is that we don't hide our disagreements. No, I, I think w- from our kids, we don't. And I, I, I've talked to Megan about this many times. Um, our kids have a very real picture of what marriage is. Yep. They see us sit on the couch and watch TV together. They see us have conversation. They see us ignore them to have a conversation with each other um they see us having fun together they see us have fun together they <laughs> they know what goes on the other side of the bedroom door when it's locked <laughs> what's wrong stephanie mckenna comes out the other day and she's like seriously soundproof my room <laughs> anyway which was just funny because I think she makes a bigger deal out of it than it is. Um, and, and they see us disagree. They, they know that marriage takes work. Yeah. It is hard work, but it's work worth doing. Yes. But so. they, the cool thing is, uh, <laughs> Shonda says, OMG. So, but then anyway, the kids know that no matter how many disagreements that we've had, no many I mean they've 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 heard us have many fights over the years um and the one thing that they know I is disagreements I, I wouldn't call them fights we've had okay so we've had many disagreements we've had a couple, couple fights, fights right and and they've they've heard those as well yeah uh what I can tell you is that they know that we're deeply committed to one another and that we're deeply and passionately in love with one another right. and our kids live in a security that at the end of the day, no fight is going to make one big difference. Like they yeah. live, they live in a security that this is a solid foundation, mm-hmm. and it might rumble, but it's not cracking. Yeah, they, does our, that make sense? Yeah, our kids, okay. our our kids have never had the question because we've mom built and it dad going to have it get a divorce because that, we've built it that way. Right. Absolutely. All right, Irene says, I enjoyed the episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life slash The Walk that you did with Father right, Roderick. Right, um, So she, she likes that format where you're mm-hmm. out walking. She says, will you guys ever do an episode of Family from the Heart while out for a walk? My husband and I have some of our best conversations on walks away from other distractions. So we've done episodes while we're in the car together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Stephanie and I don't really go for walks together, though. No, we did it one time. Did we? And um, before we moved, we were, we were. That's going when I was. For, my physical activity was walking. Yeah, and um, and so we were going on walks together, and and it's something that we enjoy, but it's not something that this season of life that we're in really allows time for. Right, and here's the deal: the, the conversations that we're ready to share with you guys, we we. We're pretty open and transparent and we bring those things. So there's not a lot of distraction here that's keeping us from having whatever conversations we would share with you anyway. Um, Stephanie and I now, when we go out to lunch and when we're in the car driving to the, I mean, we go to the gym. We're driving to to and from the gym uh, three days a week. Right. 
Uh, and we're going to lunch every now and then together. And, and we, Stephanie and I have some pretty amazing and very deep conversations about our life and everything else and, and stuff like that. But the, the reality is, is that there are some of those things that those are just conversations between us that we wouldn't, we wouldn't allow to be recorded and published online. Uh, not that we're hiding anything from you. No, but some but things are sacred. These, these are, these are the between us stuff, but any. There, or not I, even so much sacred, but not yet ready to be published because there's not much that we don't bring to the microphone. Right. That's exactly it. But I, it has to be talked through and 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 um, refined down and yeah. And basically, just, I, basically we just ramble a lot. <laughs> I can't imagine anything that we would say no, we on a walk that we haven't or wouldn't say here. Yes. All right. Cool. So I don't know that you'll hear one of those episodes. There may be more episodes of Family from the Heart where it's just us out and about doing something. Uh, but, you know, it, it'll be that. Yes. All right. Bethany Blanton. This is a different Bethany. Uh, Bethany Blanton says, how do you manage to have hobbies and goals outside of work and family when I imagine both of you keep, uh, let's see here, when I imagine both of those keep you quite busy? Uh, for example, fitness, reading, hanging out with friends, house projects, traditional hobbies, etc. Stephanie, how do you how what's your response okay. to that? Um my response to that would be um <laughs> my first response to that is um my iPad goes with me everywhere I go. Okay. Um I love to read. Yep. I spend a great deal of time in my car waiting for children. <laughs> and I'll, you know, read a chapter while while waiting for someone to finish an activity and get in the car. Um, so reading is reading is a hobby that I can take anywhere with me thanks to modern day technology. Yep. Um, and I only say that because I can take multiple, but like before I got my iPad, I, I couldn't have, t- I could have, but it would have really seriously hurt my back to take a bag full of books everywhere I went um, because I read very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. There are other things that I would love to have more time to do that I just don't have time to do right now. So In this season. In this season. And so they are um, filed away for when I do have time. Yep. And um, as far as I've made fitness a hobby. Yep. So I get to enjoy it and get it done. Awesome. So my answer to this, uh, first of all, how do I manage hobbies and goals outside of work? The cool thing is, is that I've made most of my hobbies and my goals my work. Right. You know, and and so find something that you love to do so much and then you'll never work again another day again in your life. There there are quotes out there kind of like that. Um, you know, once you truly find your mission and purpose and, and all of this stuff comes together, it, it's, you know, it's, it's almost hard to distinguish when I'm working and when I'm playing that, you know, it, it's, it's that much. I mean, now don't get me wrong with running my own business and having the administrator, I, I, it is no fun or no joy to do accounting. It is no joy to to sit there and, and balance books and all that other stuff. Sometimes it's not fun to do the administrative things of, you know, keeping a website up to date or setting up a technical thing that needs to be done or learning a new skill to, to, that impl- to implement. So there is work within there. There is a lot of work that I do. 
But as far as what that work is to support as far as my overall career is I've turned, I mean, I can, I, I found a way of turning, watching television shows into generating income. I found a way to take my love for speaking publicly in generating income. I've found a way to find, I'm actually in a way very much what I'm doing in health and fitness is actually very much my number one hobby right now. My number one passion is working out, strength training and 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 getting physically fit. It's my number one passion right now, more than anything else. And I found a way to take and create content around this passion uh, because my work, I made it my work and my main source of income by taking my experiences in life, my passions in life, and taking what I'm learning and using that to share and to create content, products, and services that powerfully and positively impact other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I've my my work and my hobbies, they're they're so intertwined. Yes, they are. Um so while you were talking, Shonda asked, um, how's the the sewing room? Yeah. And so I just take a moment to say the sewing room is totally cluttered with projects that I don't have time to work on right now. It's there. I love that it's there. It's my space that like nobody else is allowed in. But right now I don't even have time to be in it. Right. So but it's there when I when I can. I want to add on to what I said for Bethany. Uh, She says so she talked about hop. We talked about hobbies. Um, and she even mentioned reading, so you flicked yeah. in re- reading. But I also want to say, um, and and we talked, she, we talked about hit fitness. Fitness is a hobby for us, right? Um, it it has become something enjoyable, and I want to say that real quickly as well. Um, you've heard it said that it takes twenty one days to build a habit, and that may still be the case for fitness. I don't know, but there's some studies that say it's sixty six days uh, for most habits. But anyway. There's a there's a time when you're working out and you make this commitment and it's and it's a chore. It's a, it's this commitment that you just have to do. You have to grind it out. There is a time when it becomes a hobby, and it, I be, I don't know if it happens for everyone, but it has for me. And I can tell you, it it has been a great joy to see workouts go from being a strenuous commitment that I had to keep up with to becoming a habit that was pretty relatively easy to maintain the momentum to where fitness and health and working out is now, it is a full-on addiction for me. I am addicted to working out. I am addicted to the endorphins and the feeling of, of accomplishment that comes with every workout that I do. And, and so, yeah. I love that. And the only other thing I will say here is that there is, you know, hanging out with friends. And you know what? Hanging out with friends, I actually hang out with other people who do the same type of work that I do. And and uh, from starting my business, from before starting my business to actually having to where I am now owning a successful business, my circle of friends has completely changed. I do life with different people today than I used to. But I will tell you that that the friendships that I have um, are very strong, and oftentimes, what our relationships and friendship is, you'd be hard. It, you'd be hard to find out if you just listen to us whether or not we're actually collaborating on a project, doing work together, or we're hanging out and just being friends and and right. having joy together. Because for us, 
It's just life. They are all right. It's, it's all not intermingled. Compart- it's-, it's not compartmentalized at all. Right. All right. So uh, hold on. Somebody, yes. somebody in the in the um, periscope periscope said, um, "If it's not planned, it's not done." I didn't see who it was. It's it was a quote from because they posted who quoted um, or who they were quoting. If it's not planned, it's not done. In response to my sewing room is covered in projects that. I don't have I don't have time to plan them. Right. You explained like, that this is a my, season. I'm where in a season where I don't have time to plan them and so they're not done. Right. So right now this season that if you're if you're taking what hobbies and outside of your obligations of the work that you do, what are the things that are most important to you right now? Reading and working out. Yep. Those are the two that Those you're making. Those are the two that I am making my my um priority. That that's what I'm taking for myself right now. Yeah. And and you're happy with that. I'm happy with that and everything else can wait. Exactly. Awesome. All right, then uh, I don't know how is it Sovan Penn? Anyway, he says with all the projects you're involved with and travel, what do you do to help your kids know how important they are to you? What's your weekly rhythm with them? And so this is where I said that you know, we'll get to that lady later. Um, when it t- talks about how with DG's question, right? With DG's question, how do you help? Um, you know, DG's a lot closer now than he used to be. Yeah, he's down in Nashville. Yeah. So anyway, I will say so. Ben, I am not great in this in this one area of my life. It is still an area that that I'm improving, but I'm not great. I do not have a good rhythm when it comes to um, weekly demonstrating and having quality time with my kids. They're, of course, they're in a season where, uh, it, well, the oldest two are in a season where they're just not open to just spending and hanging a ton of time with dad right now. Right. You know, I've got two teenagers. Now, McKenna, she's open to it. She would love to spend more time with me. And I try to make that happen. And I do from time to time, but it's still not nearly as much of a rhythm as I'd like it to be. Uh, one of the things that I just started, was it yesterday or actually this week? Um, I, I started make, getting up early in the morning and making breakfast for everyone in our family. That started on Monday. You've made us breakfast every day this week. Okay. So, so and today's Thursday. So, f- for the past four days, I've woke up every day with the intention of, of having our family, even for however short of a period of time, we're all in the kitchen having breakfast. Right. No one's sitting down. I think you're the only one sitting down. I think so. <laughs> the rest of us are eating while while um, gathering things to walk out the door, but we are all five in the same room yeah. at once. You know, and, and, you know, I do independently. I do things with my kids, like, you know, go see movies with, with them independently and, and daddy-daughter, daddy-son dates, but... Those are so sporadic right now. Um, and, you know, saying, quote, you know, what doesn't get planned doesn't get done. And that's that's an area of my life that I still need to improve upon. And it's not necessarily something I'm going to say, well, this is just a season. No, this this is something that is a constant um, area of my life that I'm looking to to improve. Right. All right. I can't answer that question because if my kids don't know that I love them, then they need to start walking themselves wherever they need to go. There you go. John Anderson says, totally tongue in cheek. Uh, I would love to ask if you would ever consider Stephanie uh, doing uh, what? Or Stephanie doing a one hundred percent unfiltered podcast episode? Probably not. So I would like to refer you back to an episode titled "That, that Episode." episode. <laughs> um. I, you know, the funny thing, I have, 
because I don't listen to my own voice aside from these headphones that I wear. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stand it. But I do remember the filter vaguely, was gone. Something snapped in me and I could not stop. I, I, I know I was speaking about one of my um, brothers. I know that Cliff kept trying to tell me to stop. But I just couldn't. It was episode number one hundred seventy-five. It was recorded September recorded September eleventh, two thousand eleven, and you can find it at gspn.tv/slash that episode. That's the one. So, John, there it's you been, go. It's Have been fun. Done. It's been done. I'm not sure I can do another one. I'm not sure you want me to do another one. Nope, I don't. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I was right. talking about John. <laughs> All right. Actually, I'm not sure that I could. Um, I I. I don't know how to describe this, but... Um, Jonathan says you have a great voice. He said both of us do. Oh, thank you. I don't like listening to my own voice. I like listening to your voice and my own. I know you like listening to your own. You do it every chance you get. I do. Yes. I'm pretty sure as soon as we all leave, you just talk to yourself the whole time we're gone. Nope. Or you listen to your own podcast. You I, have done I do, that. I do listen to my own podcast from time to time. Uh, so, what were so, you saying? Um, I was saying... I come from a long line of people who really don't have a filter. I know. At all. Um, I get it honest. And, <laughs> um, but I will say out of all of my, if you think about all of my family members with the most opinionated, unfiltered um, personalities, I have the largest filter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I have made myself, I, I have put my life out publicly. Yeah. And that has led me to be more cautious in how I speak here and outside of here. Right. There now there are there are things that I say in the safety of our four walls mm-hmm. or in the safety of my car, because that's where I spend most of my time. Um, my dad is a safe place. I will say what I want when I want there. And um and uh and Sarah is a safe place. But um, but outside outside of my safe places, uh, you'll find me filtered. Yep. You'll find and and it's not it's because not fake. It, it's not fake, and it's not because it's a, just what's appropriate. It's, a, it's respect. Exactly. It, it's respect for those that I'm that I'm speaking to, and that um, yeah. Anyway. Yep. Awesome, John says seriously. Uh, if you could go back and talk to your younger, newlywed selves, what advice would you give them? Get out now. Have sex every day. <laughs> That's two completely different answers. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a joke. Yours is. I'd probably answer the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, I I don't. I mean, the thing is, is I would say, newly to our newlywed selves. Man, I don't know. I I tell myself to grow up. I was 18 when I got married. Totally a child. I would I would say well, you know what? Here's the thing. I I the reason why I don't like this question is because I don't I've ha- learned from everything that I've done. Exactly. I am who I am today because of all the the stupid things, and that includes the stupid things we've done in our relationship. And yeah. so I wouldn't, I would not want the opportunity to go back and speak to my younger self. No. Because we are. But I do have an answer. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I don't know that I, again, I wouldn't want to go back and speak to my younger self. 
but I got married when we were when I was 18. Um, I wasn't mature enough, and I brought a lot of emotional baggage with me. Mm-hmm. I really wish that I no, I don't. I don't wish. I wonder at what it would have been like to be emotionally healthy when I got married, right. when we got married. Um, and I'm glad that we had, I, I'm glad that we grew up together. Like, yep. obviously you're way older than I am. Way older. Way older than I, but we did grow up together. For those or rather I grew up with you. <laughs> for those for those that don't know, I'm six years older than Stephanie. Um, And... You know, we, we grew up together. We have learned so much together because of that. And I think that our marriage is healthier now because you were an active part of me healing all of that emotional baggage along the way. Right. It took way longer than what either of us expected. But um, but I think we're stronger now for it. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So I don't. I don't like the premise of. I. I wouldn't want to. I would not want to screw up all the experiences that we. No, had. but if I was talking to someone, my. If I that's, was talking to someone, question. if Megan came to us in two years, first I'd say, okay, I can't say that word here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with I'd say an explicit, and then no. Um, if my daughter came to us at said she wanted to get married at 18. Yep. Which is just over I'm, 2 years I'm away. I'm completely fine with being a hypocrite. Me too. I'm ready to take one for the team, babe. Exactly. <laughs> um but if I was speaking to someone who was our age when we got married, now. Mm-hmm. I would say I support you in this. If this is what you have to do for you, I will support you in that. Because I was left so alone in the, this isn't going to last, this isn't going to work, you can't do this, you're too young, that I brought all of that with me. Mm-hmm. 19 years later, I'm showing a couple fingers, minus a couple fingers. <laughs> but it was, it, it was hard to start out knowing that no one supported what I wanted. Yeah. And so I think that I would offer that support heavily with my opinion, but knowing that I'm here to help you make this work. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. All right. Kristen says, would Stephanie ever consider doing another podcast like full-time mom? Uh, or Authentic Life Radio, I miss hearing another stay-at-home mom's point of view on things. So for those that don't know, Stephanie did have a solo show that she ran for quite some time. Uh, and so... It wasn't always solo. Wasn't Well, full-time, full-time mom, mom wasn't always solo, mm-hmm. but it was at one point. And so... She, but she, she's wanting to know, or a show that just represents the stay-at-home mom view. Um, a point of view. No. Okay. Because I no longer consider myself a stay-at-home mom. Yep. Because to do that, I'd actually have to stay at home, <laughs> which I never do. I could do a Steph- on the run in the car. <laughs> Stephanie is she is she is a co- the co-founder of a of a media network called Generally Speaking Production Network. She is in all accounts and she, she's does the lion's share of accounting for a major. Uh, corporation called Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC and 
the home budget and stuff like that. But um, and she she's a content producer. Uh, she's a public figure. Um, she's a public speaker. And so no, I'm I, a taxi driver. You're a taxi driver. I am a Chipotle ordering extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, I love when I order for all five of us at once and like the people behind me are like, you remember all of that? Well, yeah, because we eat a lot of Chipotle. Yeah. So, some of those things um, do relate to your responsibilities as a mom. As a mom, but... But you're not a, you're not a mom who doesn't work outside of the home, except for the fact that you work for, for a business that is inside the home. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. But you, you, you have an occupation and, and, and you have a career that that we are currently engaging in right now and you have other responsibilities with your with your occupation so stephanie does not really meet the definition of a stay-at-home mom that doesn't have a job outside of her duties as mom right she has plenty of duties in this business and while if i'm filling out a form i still will write stay-at-home mom under occupation um if i'm asked face to face I say we're self-employed and I explain what we do Yeah. Um, because I'm, I, I no longer consider myself a stay-at-home mom. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Plus my kids aren't with me all day. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, yes. and, and I love that I have a job that allows me the freedom to be there for them when I need to be. Yeah. Um, I can drop everything and go and I do that often. Yeah. But, um, Yes. Awesome. And and j- I just want to say, we're not demeaning those who are stay-at-home moms. No, 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 not at all. I'm just, just in a different that, season now. I'm at a different life. No, I'm in a different life stage now yeah. than, I, than I was then. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. And uh, Jonathan says, tell me about BitCast Media. Uh, BitCast Media does not exist. Uh, BitCast was trademarked by uh, some other company. Somebody. And so... Um, we changed the, the, well, actually BitCast was never the name of our business. It's always, we always incorporate, or actually L, we created a limited partnership called Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, which is an S corp election company. Uh, and we've always been Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, but my media consulting business was originally Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC DBA or doing business as BitCast Media. But when we put that online, we got a cease and desist from somebody who owned the trademark for BitCast, and uh, which is owned by BitGravity, by the way. Yep. And so we changed it to dbapodcastanswerman.com and dbagspn.tv. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Ursula says, a question which is close to my heart. Will you ever finish the fan podcast of The Hunger Games? Except for the first movie, there's no reviews for any of the other movies that are out there. Would you consider an? Oh, so let's answer that first. The answer is no. It's pro, it's not going to end. It, it's it's, um, it's ended already. It, yeah, for for us, it um that podcast ended, um and I and I did that, I did that, and I did that for you. Yeah. Um, not you, Cliff, but you, Ursula. Yep. In that, I really didn't think anybody wanted to hear what I had to say about those movies. Yeah. Because it wasn't positive. <laughs> We, we we did do a review of the first movie, which was decent. Which was, yep. I, th- I remember it being decent. Um, I didn't 
despised the second movie. And I remember coming home from that saying, hey, you want to you ready to go record? And Stephanie's thoughts were quite negative and and we didn't record that night and I'm like the next day and yeah, the next I mean week he asked me for like two three weeks I think you hounded me to record um and, and I said, couldn't I just couldn't do it it was just it was one of those situ- every now and then you get into a place where it's like if you don't have something nice to say just don't say why it. why bother yeah and so she was just so negative about it and I'm like okay it's yeah. not that big of a deal and then of course we got to the the uh, catching no that catching fire was number two catching fire was number two breaking and the, the mockingbird part one mocking jay part one i thought that was a decent movie i i enjoyed it but i i wanted to record an episode and i'm like yeah it doesn't matter at this point right you know <laughs> we we at that point a year later we he'd even talked about going back and and rewatching catching fire which i think we own we do and um and recording and then and then doing it but um, again, it's, I just don't just have not, good things to say. It's and just not so not hard to do it. Nope. You know, we we can tell you that we were both fans of the books. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed the books. Still am. And the movies aren't terrible, but we're not fans of them. So, as far as we're concerned, the hunger's the Hunger Games podcast is. My brother just texted me and asked me. How is Steph doing today? Like, not how are you doing today? How well, I I don't know. I haven't talked to her yet today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we haven't had that. So anyway, that one. And she says, "Are you? Uh, and would you guys consider another book review podcast like The Hunger Games or Twilight Saga?" I wouldn't be opposed to doing another. Um, I'm not opposed to it either. I would probably series, do another book series over another television, television show. Se- yeah, I don't think that I ever want to do another television show. Well, no, because you have the chance of getting canceled. Like it, it you know, it could just stop. I'm Although, not saying that we won't, but I, I, I don't have a desire. I, I much prefer books because then we can read them, and they're, you know, everybody kind of picks up a right. book at at different times. But anyway. here's the thing: I think if I if I do another book, I don't want to do, and that book's made into a movie. I don't want to do move. You know, movie. I don't want to feel uh, obligated. I don't want to feel obligated to do that because let me tell you, like you don't want to hear what I had to say about Catching Fire. There's no way you want to hear what I have to say about Insurgent. No way at all. I'm pretty sure I did commentary on that the entire way through. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'd love, but I'd I'd all. Here's the deal. You know, there there are times when the thought, you know, I'd love to rewatch Lost again. Um, I don't see how we could ever go through and and get our schedules aligned to to do to that watch and, re- right. and to record another right. podcast about it. We barely have time to watch Big Bang. It's like a twenty minute show. Here's the thing, though: if there was ever a podcast that we would go back and recover from what episode from you know from the beginning to the end, and as a second time through, I I would actually consider doing the Twilight Saga, like <laughs> we starting had over. This whole conversation at dinner last night: how Cliff is the Twihard in this family. I would totally reread the entire Twilight Saga. I'm pretty sure again. our ten year old was making fun of you. Yeah, she was mocking you. Doing it like, chapter by chapter, big time. Yes. As as with total spoilers through the whole thing because right. you know we've both read it already. Yes. Alrighty, and then the final question. Then we have to end. We're already over an hour. Sweet. So uh, Kristen says uh, it's like oh she just says it's like the GSPN community oh, yeah. is back to, coming back together again. Well, more active than it's been in a while since when I joined the community. It is awesome. Well, Kristen, thank you. And of course, we're uh, looking for your question next. 
That's right. So Kristen's on the spot. Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions for this podcast. It's what's giving us given us uh, things to talk about for the past hour. Yes, I I like this. I love this. I like this. So I we beg you. Is the word I wouldn't beg. I'm begging. Uh, you, you I can, beg of I'm you. I'm not a beggar. I beg of you, please email us your question. Make it short, sweet, to the point. Uh, email it to feedback at gspn.tv. Again, that's feedback at gspn.tv. And we look forward to answering more questions next week. And by the way, we actually did get through every single question that was submitted in that comment section. So thank you guys. All right. And Stephanie, until next time, we encourage everybody who's listening to our voice to live your life on purpose.